Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're going to talk about how do you save when there's inflation happening and just chipping away at your paycheck. Joining me today is Katie Hill. She's a commerce editor from MarketWatch. Welcome to the show, Katie. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So the last, I'd say about six, seven months, I have definitely noticed my wallet is getting smaller, shrinking every time I go to the grocery store, try to fill up my car with gas. I just have less and less spending money available to me. So what are some things that we can do to keep more of that money in our pockets? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Inflation's in a nearly 40-year high, which is cuckoo when you start thinking about it. We've all felt it. Even if you even if you have a lot of money, 7% is not nothing, right? right? I mean, the first thing I would say is, if you're not already stacking up all your rewards, this is the time to just really do it, right? Like if you are a person who always pays off their credit card each month, make sure you have a cashback credit card. What I do, I mean, this works for me personally because I'm a big Amazon shopper, but I use the Amazon credit card, 5% cashback on Amazon. And I just use that for Amazon. And then I use another cashback card for everything else. And then I, I stack that with, you know, using sites like Rakuten or something or Coupon Cabin that, that give cash back on your, on your purchases. And then join the store rewards program. And then look, if you work for a company to see about corporate discounts on things. So really like maximizing and stacking up every little, kind of discount deal, coupon, cashback, everything you can do right now. Um, I mean, it's hard, right? That the inflation is so high that it's still hard, but that that does actually really help. And it, I'm, I was looking at my Amazon rewards the other day and I was like, you know what? This is really has added up. So um, I'm thankful for that. But again, don't do any credit cards if you don't pay it off in full. It's not worth it then, but it is if you do. Yeah, I would agree with that. Always pay off your credit cards every single month so that you're not adding interest to what you owe, because then you're just going to wind up owing more and more money, which again, will lessen the amount that you have available to you every month to spend. But coupon cutting, as we used to say, when you know, it was used to be physical, now you can do a lot of it digitally. But coupon cutting used to be like huge. I mean, they had TV shows about it. And but it sounds like we may a greater majority of the public may need to really sit down and go, look, you're going to have to devote half an hour or an hour of your time almost every day, or maybe a week. I don't know how long it would take, but to gather all of that that you said, find the coupons that you need. But if you use a credit card, if you are a regular shopper anyway, I like your idea of, of Amazon 
and getting that cash back. So then the next time you make a purchase, you get a bit of a discount off of what you're buying. That's right. And and for you, it may not be Amazon. I buy a lot of staples on there. I have two little kids. So, you know, I buy for a while. It was, I bought all my diapers on there, but wherever you shop, that's the card to look for, right? Uh, it may not be Amazon for you, but they're often, you know, there are car- cards with 5% back and that's not an insignificant amount, but make sure it makes sense for you, right? It could just be like a flat, you know, 1.5% cash back on everything. And then, you know, some people like they hate those revolving rewards, which I also get like every, you know, January it's about groceries and every February people are like, so just get one that makes sense for you is is my advice. And always pay it off. The rewards are not worth it if you do not pay that card off. Now, I'm in an area where we have a Smith's, which is the the parent company is Kroger. So I think it's known as Kroger in other parts of the country. When I shop there, for every $100 that you spend at Smith's, I get 10 cents off the gas that I buy at a Smith's gas station. But you have to do it within a month, like you have 30 days to spend these discounts. Now, that's pretty easy because you spend the money, you you swipe the little card so that your points go on it, and then you use that card at the gas station, gives you the money off. But they will give you an additional 50 points if you enter your receipt You have to go to a website and basically fill out a, well, how did we do, like, first of all, what did you shop for? Oh, was it produce? How were the employees in the produce department? So it is a little bit of a time-consuming thing, but it gives you 50 extra points every time you do it. So if you go to the store once a week, that's 200 points over that one month, and that's 20 extra cents off, including on top of, you know, any groceries you actually purchased. So I've had as much as 50 cents off each gallon of gas that That's I put a lot. into my car. Yeah. yeah. And I think what you're speaking to is something that gets to the point of like, this is going to take time for people, right? Like, it, you you know, when things are going great and inflation's really low, you're not really worrying about like, oh, I really do need to like go and scour coupons before I do something. It is like the value of your time. And, and at this point, I think people are like, oh, I, I need to value that time to get those savings because my paycheck is not quite what it, it used to be because I'm, I'm looking at, for instance, the grocery bill, which you know, meat at the grocery store now, right? I mean, um, meat and seafood are so, and eggs have gone up so much, even more than fruits and vegetables. And so you're looking at that and you're really looking for ways to save, um, which does remind me too, it, it's interesting, like you, inflation is up across the board, right? But when you look at certain things in the grocery store, meat, seafood, eggs, those have gone up even more than fruits and veggies. So if ever there was a time, I feel like people are about to groan, but if ever there was a time to go vegetarian a couple of meals a week, like this is it because those things are up less than, you know, a cut of steak or some fish or whatever. So I know that's not everyone's favorite idea, but um, when you look at the numbers, it's like, well, this yeah. is the time to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm a 30 year vegetarian, so <laughs> I, I am happy in that regard. But even then, I first noticed it back in October. I remember, I think it was like October 1st, I went to the grocery store. And I usually just get about three bags of groceries, pretty much the same items. And about a week later, maybe 10 days later, I went back to the store, almost the exact same three bags. And it was $40 more than just 10 days previous. And Mm -hmm. the inflation has gone up even more since then. I know. And some things are shockingly expensive to me. Like I've just been there like, oh my gosh. Like I even, I was looking at, um, I think bacon recently and I was like, 
well, this has gone up a lot, you know, like it was, you know, it just, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like it's, it's never been more important to get to the bottom of the savings. It's never also like the meal prep and the planning and like looking ahead has probably never been more important, right? Because your grocery bill, your food bill is probably one of the biggest parts of your budget. So cutting that, you know, even if you, it's, I know it's hard to cut like utilities, your rent is your rent, right? Like those are things that are a little bit more difficult sometimes to cut down on, but the food, if you can manage that, that, that is a big thing for your budget. Yeah. And one thing that just came out is fast food. For me, I never thought that was a great idea to just do fast food. But, you know, sometimes the dollar menu, uh, if you need to feed your family, you got to feed your family. But they just came out with the article that, oops, now all the fast food prices are also increasing. And that's kind of triple fold. You've got inflation going on, but you also have the pay for all the employees. Those went up to 15, 16, $17 an hour. So all these companies still want to have the same margin of income for themselves. And so in order to do that, if they're paying more to their employees, they got to bump the prices up as well. And then we have supply chain issues. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, you bring up an interesting point with pay, which is that, you know, you're facing inflation. I I think there is something really to be said for the fact that the job market is good right now. And that um, there was a recent survey, I think from the conference board, I was just reading about, but they, they were saying that like employers are giving raises now, and there's a lot more job openings than there are applicants for jobs. So if inflation is really, I mean, everyone's like, I don't want to find a new job, Lord, you know, and I get that, like, (laughs) but this is a good time to do it. So if there is like a real pinch, the plus side of this is that you, there are more openings for jobs. Uh, you can't, you're more likely to get a raise now. Like employers know the great resignation. You've probably heard all about this, but a lot of people are leaving their jobs. Employers are trying to fill jobs. So if, if the, if all the cost cutting is not working and you're just feeling like, how am I going to get through this? At least there is a bright spot in that. I will, I will say that it's not the most fun thing to think about and it is work, but that's a bright spot. We need to take a break. When we come back, I want to touch on getting a new job just a little bit more because it may not be just switching careers. It may be getting a second job along with the one you already have. So we'll be right back with Katie Hill. She's a commerce editor with Market Watch. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that if it affects your life in any way money-wise, we're talking about it. And today we're talking about how inflation is affecting your pocketbook and what are some ways you can do to mitigate that. Joining me today is Katie Hill. She is the commerce editor from Market Watch. Katie, when we finished up that last segment, we were touching on maybe you want to get a new job because you could find one with higher pay, or I'm not suggesting bad threats, but maybe if you suggest to your boss that you're looking for another job. Maybe they'll come through with the raise. I'm not suggesting everybody do that. And it really depends on how you ask that as to whether it will work or not. It's all about your approach. But if finding a brand new job or a career isn't 
for you or your company just says, hey, sorry, we just were giving you like a 50 cent raise, but you were looking for a $5 raise. Maybe we need to look at getting a second job. Yeah, especially one where the hours are more flexible if you can do that. I mean, one really low tech way that I've seen people figure this out is like, for instance, right now there's there's like epic parent burn, burnout, right? Let's say you could offer childcare services. I mean, posting just on your Facebook or something that you, I don't know what your skill is. Maybe it's, you could do lawn care, you could do a little maintenance, but like it doesn't have to be in sort of a f- more formal way looking for a second job. Like there could even be extra income coming from something simple like that. And I've actually seen a lot of success with people and this is holiday related, but people doing like helping people with holiday cards and gift wrapping and like just little things like you might not even think of that as something that, you know, that you could do for money. But when you start thinking about it, like a lot of people are kind of strapped, you know, they're, they're working, they might be working from home, trying to raise kids. Like they would love any kind of help. So, you know, doing something like that, or there's, you know, places like TaskRabbit where you can post services that are pretty easy to, um, to navigate. But I think you're right. Like, I mean, maybe you're not getting the raise. Maybe you don't want to switch jobs because that's a whole other thing, you know, but picking up a little extra money where you can, even in kind of a simple way is often a good idea. Yeah. And if you are stuck at home, one thing you could try is the online jobs. Now, there's a lot of scams out there. There's, you want, you know, oh, we'll pay you if you just start shipping stuff for us. No. If people want you to ship something, chances are you're in some type of money laundering scheme and please don't do it. But there are a lot of legitimate places out there. You just have to kind of know where to go to. And I'll try to link some of those in the description of this show too. So you know that like these are legit places that you can go. And it's not a ton of money, but if you've got a few extra hours or you can't sleep at night or whatever and just need something to do, but you want to get paid for it, these are a few things you can try. Right. There's some legit online survey places that will pay you. It's not a lot, but you can do it from home, like to take online surveys. You're right. I mean, there's some of those. And yeah, I mean, if if every little bit matters, that's what the case for most of us, like those are things to consider. But you are right. They're full of scams. Also, those will pay you $15 an hour to ship things or, you know, I hadn't heard that one, but I'm quite sure that exists yet. So it's like, it's a mess out there with the scams. So that would be, yeah. Now we've talked a bit about trying to save on groceries. Also, maybe getting a new job if you just need extra income. What are some other things in other areas of our lives we can do to help save money? Right. Utilities is another big one that I think is, I mean, I'm living in the Northeast and it's freezing here, right? And you're like, well, I'm not turning off my heat. No, absolutely not. Um, But that is one way to kind of look at it, which is, I mean, even turning the temperature down a degree in your house can matter. I'm not saying it's going to, you know, it's not going to rain money when you do that, but just a degree turning your hot water heater down. I believe the standard's about 140, turning it to 120, you'll still get a warm shower, but you won't be spending as much. So little things like that. Um, some communities they'll offer a free energy audit to people. So you could go in and have somebody for free, look at your house and see where like, you know, the window needs caulking or things like that. So it's small, but it can, it can really kind of add up. Um, the other thing is, I think that, that there's a lot of people who just leave everything plugged in. I used to be one of these people, unplugging everything from when, from when you're using it, even your coffee maker, your TV, um, like whatever you can manage to do. Those are all small things. But again, like all these little small things can add up to something that means something. So it could be worth it. Oh, it totally is. I lived in a previous condominium and I had one of those energy surveys and I had a gas 
gas fireplace. But what I never knew is there was no damper put into it. Oh, that flu th- yeah, the flu- yeah, I know yeah, exactly what you're talking flu- about, yeah. But if you're not using it, you can close it so that all the cold air in the wintertime doesn't, or basically it's the hot air that goes up it. Or the reverse, in the summertime, all that hot air isn't coming into your, your house. But there was no damper on this gas fireplace. So I was expending so much warm air in the wintertime and cold air in the summertime. My furnace and or air conditioner was just constantly on trying to replace the heat that it was losing up the chimney. I know it happens all the time and you often, you, I'm not a maintenance house maintenance person. So I'm, I'm, I don't know a lot about it. And that's happened to us too. We had all these windows with this little crack in the bottom, you know, and it was just letting cold air in and, and you get, you get that done. And it's like, you cough the window and you're like, Oh, well that saved me a hundred dollars this winter, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, the very first month when I got that all fixed in the, the chimney, I think my heat bill went down by $35 in the first month. I believe it. We had the same thing. It was like over the season, I feel like it was close to $100. And I was like, well, that made an impact. Yeah, that's a tank of gas. I mean, if you are on the edge, if you are trying to save every penny you can, $35 in one month, huge. And and then multiply that over five months of winter. Yeah, it adds up. It can add up. And it, it often is something you didn't quite realize. Like you with the fireplace, you know, it's not like you're up there looking, right. looking to see if it's in there. It just surprised you. I know. So yeah. it's good if you can manage that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the place I'm in now, my first year in here, my energy bill I felt was way too expensive, especially compared to where I'd come from. So I did what you recommended and turned down the heating down. I actually did it by three degrees and my bill is like $40 less than the same time period from last year. Yeah, so. we put in a nest so, so we could we could do like at night we'd put it down to um 66, you know, yes. cuz we have like and we would just set it to do that so I, we we didn't forget and you know you notice a difference, you really do. Those are not cheap, but like for me I feel like the initial cost has been far outweighed by the savings by having it automatically in the summer and winter kind of control yeah. that. And the only thing I have to do in the winter time is just add an extra sweater. You know, I just dress in layers at home, make sure I always have socks on or slippers or if your feet get cold, but that is so much less expensive to just add the extra layer than it is to fork out a hundred dollars instead of $60 a month or, you know, or whatever, you know, your price is for your and electricity. And it surprised me one degree, two degree, like just a little change can actually matter even in the next bill. Like you actually can see that in that. I think doing that, I was like, oh, you know, that it, it, I I wasn't sure how much that would actually matter. And then it really does. We are going to take one more break. And when we come back, we'll wrap everything up. We'll see what other things we can look at in our lives to perhaps save more money. So we'll be right back with Katie Hill, the commerce editor from Market Watch. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, it's about your pocketbook, trying to keep money in it during the 7% inflation rate that we've seen over the last five to six months. Joining me today is Katie Hill. She's the commerce editor from Market Watch. All right, Katie, we did discuss groceries, how to possibly save on your food. 
Also, maybe you want to look at getting a new job or a second job, just something that'll help bring in a little bit more income. And around the house, heating, electric bills, turning down the furnace, checking to see if, if you're losing air out of the windows, like you talked about. What are some other areas in our lives that maybe we want to examine and figure out where we can either save money or get more money? This is more of a, you get hit with these bills and it's not actually expected often. So like healthcare, I think what happens for a lot of people is even with inflation, maybe they're like doing okay, you know, and everything's like, well, I got my bills paid this month. And then you get something happens, even if it's not bad. And you're like, excuse me, what is this bill? Which is, this has happened to me too. I'm like, how did you charge me this much for this? I think one thing is this may happen to you. It may not just keep it in your mind for the future, but the ability to negotiate medical bills is something that we all should remember. Maybe this isn't relevant right now, but you may one day end up, you know, even if it's whatever, it it could be a small thing, but somehow that times that's thousand plus dollars that you, the hospital's like, here you go. You need to pay this. A specialist saw you who wasn't in your network and you're like, but I was in an emergency. I wasn't, you know, I think calling the, calling the hospital and negotiating it, they very frequently will work with you on that bill to get it way down. They'll put you on a payment plan. Those things are worth asking about. Um, and cause that's what sets people often into like a spiraling debt because they have this medical bill, then they have to put things on their credit card. And then it really like, they feel the pain of that. And so I always try to bring that up wherever I can, like that is worth negotiating. I've actually had that experience. I had uh, an emergency gallbladder surgery and for, I did make sure as I, drove myself doubled over to the hospital that the hospital I was going to was on my insurance plan. But what a lot of people don't realize and nobody told me is you were charged, I think it was like $10,000 just to walk into the door. That's just your hospital charge. And then there was a separate charge from the physician who saw me. There was a separate charge from the, you know, scan, whatever, some type of scan it was. There was a separate charge from the surgeon, another charge from the anesthesiologist, and the surgeon who, even though he works at that hospital, I don't know what they call it. He just had surgery rights there, but he wasn't in my insurance plan. I know. It, 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 it's so unfair. You're like, I did my homework. Yeah. I was in an emergency situation. What was I going to do? Say, no, not him? Like. You know, and it, it's, it really gets you. Um, yeah. And it just, that happened to me when I had a baby. I was like, excuse me, I got this $8,000 bill. And I thought, what? No, you know, <laughs> I, I checked all this before, but I, I guess that to me, it really underscores that like, the, these are, these are worth negotiating and fighting back about it. Plus errors on your bills too. That is worth checking. They make errors all the time. And that that is worth like going through and fighting against. And um, I mean, it really can save you thousands yeah, of dollars. It's a coding issue. So they put a code that, and that code stands for like, in my case, an O one would have been gallbladder. But what if they put accidentally like one, one, and that's heart replacement, you know, which yep. is going to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, so it's little things like that. It's the coding errors because your fingers get too fast. If that is your job, which God bless that person, but you know what, it can be really monotonous and you're just trying to get through as many of these as possible. And your fingers sometimes are a little faster than your brain. Understandable. Yeah. And also the people who have regular prescriptions, this is worth revisiting too. If you're paying, you know, you could be, who knows what you're paying, but 
it's worth calling the doctor, seeing if a generic is available, if something else is available, et cetera. If you can, you know, do mail order prescriptions, like if you just go to the pharmacy down the street, absolutely researching it, but all these health related things that I feel like psychologically, you feel like, what's my health? It is what it is. Like it costs what it costs at the hospital or the doctor or whatever. But I think all of that at this point, especially when we're facing, you know, 7% inflation is worth looking into and seeing if we can get something that's a little bit less expensive. All right. Any other advice for our listeners before we wrap up? No, I, I think that's it. I hope everyone it's it's hard. It is really hard right now. Like this is a, just a difficult time. So I hope every little every little savings tip that they can get from you and everybody just just helps out. Yeah, I think for me, just take the time to either coupon shop or look around your house. What thing improvements you can make? And if you are facing these doctor bills, take the time to make the phone calls in a respectful way, don't just start off yelling because then they'll be like, I'm sorry, that's the bill. <laughs> yeah, either they'll hang up on you or they'll just, the person you're talking to will just be so affronted that they'll just be like, nope, that's the cost and we can't lower it. So if you go in and are calm about it, you can reduce your bill. I did that. I had to make like seven different phone calls from all those separate bills that I received. It becomes like you think another one. I mean, it it just becomes like psychologically, you just start to like, yeah, don't let yourself be in the panic state when you call either, because it's not going to go well. Just like take a few days and make the call because sometimes you're right. Like you, it is sometimes just about kindness and whoever is on the other end, just, you know, trying to relate to them. I know this is just your job and, you know. Can we come to an agreement here? Right, exactly. All right, well, thank you so much, Katie Hill. Again, you are the commerce editor for Market Watch. People want to read more of your articles. It's marketwatch.com. Great place to see what the stock market is doing too, just in real time. So that's kind of fun. Thank you so much for your time and helping us to figure out little ways we can help save money or maybe even make a little bit more money. Well, thank you for having me. It was so nice. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media, Money Making Sense, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.